Welcome everyone to another episode of Joe's Nose. This episode's being brought to you in part by our friends at Hurley GoPro, Oakley Kona Boys, Kona Coffee and Tea, Maverick Sport Fishing, Deuce Gym, and Original Nutritionals. And at this time, I would like to welcome a brand new sponsor to the Doze Nose Podcast. One that I'm super excited about because this shit is legit and it's really good. It's Green Organic Energy Drink. It's a superfood brew. It's created right here in Hawaii. It's non-GMO, it's vegan, it's gluten-free, it's paleo-friendly, USD stamped, organic, and low glycemic. Um, It is made out of green tea which will give you all the power that you need. Um, Coconut juice for your endurance and kale for your recovery. Um, This stuff is legit, man. I'm telling you guys, I'm really excited to have these guys sponsoring the show. All my guests are going to be drinking this every time we do a podcast. Give them that energy to get through this long hour plus of talking and and then keep them going throughout the rest of their day. Um, If you guys want to try it, definitely hit me up because this is really, really good shit. Speaking of good shit, today we have a good friend of mine, Billy Kemper, big wave pro surfer. This guy is a legend in the making. Um, there's only been two Jaws events that have been held, and he's won them both back-to-back in giant, giant waves, and he even pulled out a 10 in the final this last year. Got a sick barrel. Um, he's been killing it in all the contests here on the North Shore this winter and uh, we got to sit down at his house up in Phuket, just overlooking everything. It's just beautiful, beautiful day and got to talk story. It's, it's been a while since we got to hang out. So I'm really excited. Billy, welcome to Doze Nose. What's happening, boys? How's it going? Good, man. I'm super excited to finally get you on the show. We've tried it a couple of times last year, but you know, you're out there chasing big waves and it's been pretty tough. How's your year been so far? It's been good. Exciting. Um, I mean, it kind of started guns blazing and then almost feel like uh, the Northern Hemisphere kind of went to sleep and took a little nap as far as surfing and working wise, but it's been almost a blessing kind of for me to downshift and hang out with my family. It's a pretty important time of the my son's um, growing up years. So, yeah, it's just kind of cool to hang out and spend the holidays with family. I just went to California, got to go to Vegas for New Year's. I saw that. You guys were hanging out with uh, your brother-in-law, Bruno Mars. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good time. We uh, Healy went, was with you? Yeah, we had Donkey Show and Brody with us. And then alongside... Uh, one of my friends, Tall, from Vegas, good family man, just takes care. And yeah, it was a good time. We partied and celebrated the new year. And now I'm back home where I belong, training and getting ready for the next event. What does your training involve? 
Um, so like the past five years, I've been working with uh, Kahea Heart, and it's basically a surfing, like a strength and condi- conditioning training. Mm. I mean, it. <laughs> that's my son go- going crazy right now. That's all right. But, He's enjoying it over there. He's dropped his a- his cookie and his apple juice. Yeah, I think he wants some more raspberries. But um, what me and Kahe are doing, it consists of a bit, like, basically mixing a bunch of different training techniques into one. He has his CrossFit license, his personal training license, and a few other degrees and mm-hmm. other fitness uh, just techniques. And we've kind of mixed a, a bunch together and cram- came up with a formula that no, I'm basically obsessed with. I mean, it's given me my results in surfing and just confidence in big waves where I feel like I have that extra edge and kind of feel unbeatable at times. Yeah. Now, you are originally from Maui, right? And um, yeah, you're originally from Maui, right? Yep. Uh, I was born on Maui. And then at the age of eight, my mom moved to the North Shore of Oahu and I kind of made the transition. Mm-hmm. But I also had my older brother and my dad on Maui, so I'd bounce back and forth. I kind of have the best of both worlds. Just, I mean, Maui waves are good, but very, very rarely it gets good. So Super windy. Yeah. It's good for airs. Exactly, which I kind of stay away from. So right. for me, um, just having the North Shore as my second home is kind of like blessed and gifted me with being able to learn how to ride barrels and a bit heavy, more heavy waves. You know, in Maui, you grew up surfing waves like Hokipa or Lahaina, which are kind of like shitty mushburger waves. When you grew up here, you're surfing VLAN and Sunset Point and Rocky Point. It's like a kid's dream. So right. it was pretty rad having my um, parents giving me that opportunity, and I think that's been a huge key to my success. Yeah, you've been uh, known as being a freaking insane barrel rider. You know, you won the HIC Pipe Pro and uh that kind of set things up for you yeah yeah for sure and i i think that was um that kind of came in just out of left field well like i i mean i'd been surfing a bunch competing and um i had a few fair results but i grew up right at sunset point since i was eight years old so it was kind of like my second home like mm-hmm. hokeepa is my home break but also i had sunset point and um I've always been really confident and comfortable out there, and I won that contest when I was 19, and that kind of... How old are you now? 26. 26, and yeah. now you're two-time Jaws <laughs> champion. What yeah. the hell's up with that, man? Time flies when you're having a good time, man. I, I can't can't deny that. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think Sunset, was. it's been a huge like uh, help to my success. It kind of lit a fire feeling of first victory where like... Mm-hmm. You get addicted to winning and you got to figure out how to accept loss and how to learn from that, which is probably the most difficult thing being an athlete. You get super emotional. It's hard. But um, once you're able to do that and basically pocket loss and rewrite the wrongs and come back and win, it's probably the best feeling in the world. So Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the North Shore has kind of been the the proving ground for me, the the notebook and where I just kind of take notes and learn, learn my rights and wrongs and just growing up but like on Maui having Jaws as my backyard as well. How old were you when you first started serving Jaws? I think the fir- my first session out there I'm pretty sure I was 15 years old and um, with my best friends Matt Miola, Marlon mm-hmm. Lewis and uh, Albie Lair and that's really where it all started was that session with those guys. Um, 
I mean, till this day, I think me and Albie surf it the exact same way we did on our first session. It was really? basically who's going to get the bigger wave or who's going to get the bigger barrel. Like, we're both the regular footers. Marlon and Matt were the goofy footers. So, obviously, we were trying to get barreled on the rights. And right. that was the start the start of what everyone sees now. I mean, that's where it all came from. And Well, it seems like Albie likes to sit more on that inside bowl. Yeah. And just pick up those square barrels. You For know? sure. And that's where, like, when we're towing, me and him were definitely, like, aiming at that inside bowl. Everyone's out there, like, all these big wave daves. They want to catch the biggest wave ever ridden. Really, like... We were more trying to get the barrel of our life, right. and it's that West Bowl that does that. And um, he's, I mean, he hasn't changed a bit from the way he approaches it. If he's getting towed in on a 5.6 or if he's palling in on an 8.6. So yeah, it's uh, it's really inspiring, and he's been um, a huge inspiration for me. Like, I'm more competitive with him than anyone in the world. Now, you and Shane, um, when you're, you guys are out there, you guys are sitting out back. Yeah. You're waiting for these big ones. But yeah. the big ones, because you guys both have that same mentality of you're looking for that wave that's going to be the biggest wave, but yet is going to hit that bowl exactly the same too and have that giant barrel. Because obviously, that's what's worked for you. You you just won this contest again. Where you got a perfect 10 in the final where um, you got this monster wave with a sick giant barrel. So, you know, you and Shane got a lot of similarities as is how you look at this wave. Yeah. I mean, as far as Shane, he's he's a, he's the godfather of big waves. He's yeah. like the kingpin. I always say that. And, uh, yeah, I've followed his footsteps a lot and kind of just taken notes on how he approaches it and how he does it. And a lot of people forget, like, they think he's a big wave surfer. But realistically, he's a CT surfer. The mm-hmm. guy was competing on the CT and winning events and battling Kelly for years and taking his knowledge and, like, at that high performance level on a shortboard into big waves, he's pretty far from untouchable. Like it's pretty heavy how good right. he is. And um, we ride the same kind of boards out there, and I think we're definitely looking for a similar wave. It's kind of that big open face arena wave out the back that bends and has has enough west in it to where you can backdoor the whole peak. And that's right. kind of like if you kind of write your dreams out on paper and like what's the wave you're looking for to like basically top off your life. That's what it is. It's mm. a, the biggest wave ever ridden out there that has a giant west barrel on it. Sit down, buddy. <laughs> My son's <laughs> about to jump out of his high chair. Sit down, buddy. I don't want to see you fall either. <laughs> He's a little cutie pie. He looks like his mom. <laughs> Now, you've been considered one of the little pretty boys of surfing. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Trending. Uh, just kidding. You and a good friend of ours, Kelly James, look very similar. The rock star Kelly James. From? He, last year, he was out there on the ski with DK and the boys. He's the one that actually does my theme song. I thought you knew him. Oh, uh-uh, I don't. That's no. Funny. Oh my god, I got to show you pictures. Yeah, that's. You classic. guys look like you could be brothers. That's pretty funny. I get all kinds of people tell me I look like uh, the guy from Green Day too. Oh yeah, Billy <laughs> Joe. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But well, now you said Green Day. He's all head banging over there. He's like, hell yeah. Yeah, he's a rock star. He's uh, hopefully doesn't have to surf Jaws and he can sing his way to making me a rich 
grumpy dad. Right. What kind of music do you like? You um, know, being that, you know, Bruno Mars is your brother-in-law. <laughs> um, are you are you a hip-hop guy? Are you a rock guy? Yeah, for sure. I, I grew country? up listening to hip-hop, and but my dad also listened to country music growing up, so I've always had this, like, country connection where I really like that. Oh, here he goes. Yeah, he's like, get me out of here. But, um, um, yeah, because you got guys like Tori Meister. Tori is uh, Mr. Dallas Cowboy. He's from Kona, but he's such a cowboy. Yeah, for sure. And, um, like, my dad, that's all he listened to when I was growing up was country music. And I love country music. Um, I mix it up. I listen to everything. You'll hear me listen to Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. country music, um, rap, the hardest, like, heaviest rap metal just i'm into everything i just like having kind of a mixed mixed playlist at all times yeah um you know inspirations you know family is everything for you um you've got three kids beautiful wife dude we're sitting at your beautiful home um this little bugger right here is playing with my microphone he's like dozer you ain't close enough and uh but you got this beautiful home (laughs) I can see the ocean right here. You're up at Pupakea. Uh, when it gets really, really big, can you hear the outer reefs? Yeah, for sure. I can. You can definitely hear it up here on the big swells. It uh, it roars straight through the valleys, and it's pretty rad. This uh, last summer, basically right before he was born, we were kind of like just knowing, okay, baby on the way. What's the move? Like, do we go to Maui? Do we do we go post up there and kind of start the foundation there? get the kids going to school there or start here. And with the North Shore being kind of the spotlight of surfing and me being in the competitive surfing, um, this is this was kind of the answer to it, was basically starting my foundation in Pupakea, giving my kids a place to grow up in a cool yard and close to the ocean, but uh, safe enough for when I'm gone that uh i'm, showing, was I'm <laughs> showing him a shark video game right here I see that. oh <laughs> he's fish, fish, fish eat the fishy <laughs> it's that hungry shark man all the kids love it yeah. you don't know how many times i've been doing a podcast with kids playing right here i give them hungry shark it makes them happy they're just like oh okay let's let me forget about the microphones <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't figured out how to say fish yet it's ish, ish. fish fish but, um, yeah, you know, we're talking about family and everything. You know, one of your biggest inspirations is your brother. Yeah. And, and you lost your brother, mm-hmm. Eric. And um, you want to kind of talk about him and, and yeah. tell us all what he means to you? Because, you know, we hear it a lot whenever I dedicate this win to my brother Eric yeah. and stuff like that. Give us a rundown on Eric. I, mean, I never got the chance to meet <laughs> him, but he sounds like an awesome guy. Yeah, and I think it's it's so many kids growing up who have an older brother can relate to it. It's like... If you got somebody in your family who's kind of a star at what they do, basically the younger sibling is going to look up to that person and want to be right. them. And my brother at a young age was so respected and surfing at such a high level that it was like, I mean, I have a recorded thing from like Channel 2 News of him being like 11 years old on the news, like basically them saying like, I think this could be Hawaii's first world champion. And this was before Derek Ho won, before Andy, mm-hmm. before all that, so before Sonny. And, um, yeah, he was basically just blowing the amateur surf competitions out of the water. He's the first person to ever win two national titles at the NSSA at Trestles. 
in one year. Wow. So he kind of was just blowing up, killing it. And for me, all I wanted to do was be him. You know, mm-hmm. I was watching him surf Hokipa and watching everyone want to basically surf like him. Like that was my goal. It was like, I'm going to be the next Eric. I want to be Eric. I want to surf like my brother. I want to be him. And uh, he was doing really well. And I mean, back to me moving to Oahu when I was eight years old, the whole reason for me moving here was because of my brother. My um, mom and dad separated and my brother had shattered his heel dirt biking and he was terrified of getting surgery. And it was either surgery or his surfing career was done. And he was 17 years old at that time. I was seven years old. My mom basically packed us up moving to Oahu to get my brother back in shape and get him to get surgery to where he can fulfill his dreams and be successful with this surfing career that was basically too easy for him to finish walking through. Like it was already set. He just had to walk through it. And, um, yeah, we moved here and unfortunately during the time of him having a shattered heel, taking him away from his everyday friends and the people that he surfed with, it, surrounded him with some shady people that got him into shitty stuff and Mm -hmm. that's kind of how history was wrote it kind of went down a dirty road and he ended up getting into drugs and which ended his life at the age of 18 which really sucks but I mean at the same time like I'm done talking about the negatives and it's all positive for me I look at the world and I can bet that about 99% of the world's population didn't live the life that my brother lived in 18 years. Like, I mean, people thought he was like 30 when he passed away because of how radical he was and what he accomplished and what he did in those 18 years. Like, I mean, I'm 26 and I don't think I've touched what he's done in 18 years. Like, so I kind of just followed his footsteps to where he left off and I kind of just created my own, you know, like I've, but at the at the same time, you know, with him getting into drugs um, and and passing away and everything, he's still setting, you know, an example for you yeah, to exactly. say, hey, you he's, know what, I did this. This is not what you yeah, should do. Exactly. He he was a role model in all different aspects and ways, and I've taken it and stuck it in my back pocket and moved forward with it. Um, I've stayed away from that scene and the shady people of the underground life of drugs, basically hell. And uh, I've stayed positive with it. I got into training. I have positive friends and a really happy, outgoing environment around me. Um, got a beautiful, healthy family. And it's kind of what life's all about is basically living healthy and having a good time with your friends. Serving right. the best waves in the world. Right. Um, now, you've had some freaking hellacious wipeouts as well, too. <laughs> and I remember one back in Porto. Were you, it was like 20 foot plus. Yep. You took one straight on the head. <laughs> How'd yeah. you not die? Um, that was a pretty bad one. And you want to know, uh, was, the funny thing about that is, is I was um, surfing with Shane th- during that whole swell. And I was asking him about Porto. And he's like, I've been there a bunch. And that swell was the only swell he's ever went and actually remembered a wave being good for him. Uh-huh. The day before that, he got his best wave, I think. Right. Yeah, I think it won right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy good he wave. He sat out there, he told me, for like six hours. Yeah, and that was the wave, and he's like, one wave. he told me, he's like, you know, Billy, I'm probably never going to come back here because I've been here about five or about 15 times, and this is the only wave I ever remember being good, and that I'll ever probably remember for the rest of my life. 
And that first day, I didn't get shit. Like, I got skunked. Second day of the swell, I sat with him for literally from 7 a.m., 6.30 a.m. to 11.30. I watched him paddle in without standing up. I was like, okay, this is where my decision-making gets real bad. Like, yeah. it's basically, like, anything that comes at me, I'm going too deep, too far in the shoulder. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. And uh, that wave came in. That wave... Rusty Long, I let him go on the first wave, and the wave had a crazy good angle. Like, I think if I was about 25 feet over on the shoulder, I probably would have got, like, one the of wave the, of your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I was going either way, and it, my fins kind of came detached from the wall of the wave. I was riding a, a 9-2 that was a bit thin and, like, uh, narrow, like, uh-huh. a bit too knifey compared to what I'm used to, and... Hit the board detached from the wave and basically just sent me going straight into like a Niagara Falls on my head. <laughs> right. And uh, it slammed me straight to the bottom, real violent and fast, but I actually popped right back up and was like, oh, I'm like right in the lineup. And I paddled back out and I got another wave in. Crazy. And that was it. Yeah. Crazy. I know um, I was surfing a wave in Southern California. It's called Pontos or something like that in Carlsbad. And it was a good six foot day. And I took one like that kind of myself. And uh, it just drilled me so freaking hard. I broke a couple of ribs on that sand. The sand's like freaking concrete, bro. That's how I Porto can is. only imagine. And how deep is the water there? It's probably only like two feet deep, huh? <clears throat> yeah. When you got a wave moving that fast and that much water lifted off, you're basically landing on dry sand. And I mean, people think, oh, sand's soft, but that shit's like concrete. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure if I would have landed head first, like, Hundred percent, I would have had a broken back and neck, and probably would have been being medevaced in a piece of shit helicopter to San Diego from Puerto Escondido. Right. So uh, luck was on my side on that one for sure. I'm very thankful I walked away from that, and I went back to Porto for the big wave event this year. And it's uh, I don't really have the best relationship with that place. Yeah, Shane never did either. He no. he was like, I really don't like this wave. It's uh, pretty much a glorified closeout. And uh, it's really, really tough to surf. A lot of the guys love it. You know, Greg Long loves it. Yeah. You know, him and his brother and a lot of California guys because it's super close, super easy. Yeah. It's a patience game. And I think me and Shane and a lot of the people from Hawaii don't have the best patience. Like, I mean, Hawaii Hawaii swells are known to be pretty consistent. We go out and uh, we get what we need and we go in. And Porto is kind of the opposite. You got to really be patient and just basically wait all day for that one wave right where like i go out to jaws it's pumping go out get a bunch of waves and go in like it's you know every set's going to be pretty damn good at a wave like jaws rather than you're surfing a big beach break which 99.9 percent of the waves are straight closeouts but that 0.1 percent can be the wave of your life so right. i'm not too good at those kind of waves what about like totos um i went there last year for the event and the setup there seems unreal. Like, I'm pumped to check that place out. For the contest, it was horrible. It was, like, shitty 12, right. 15 foot. Everyone was on too big of boards. But from what I've seen, some of the old stuff at Taylor Knox and shit and, mm. like, uh, who else? I mean, there's so many other guys who have just destroyed that place on the big days. It, mm. it looks insane. And I can't wait to get, get that wave on a good good swell because i mean from what i look it looks good how about mavericks uh i love mavericks yeah mavericks is tap it's like it's just so raw and powerful um i went a few years ago 
kind of uh, Wassel kind of chaperoned me there, me and Carl Rothman, and um, got a good taste of it. It was nuts, and I've been going back basically every winter. Last year, I got a really good swell there. So yeah, just uh, yeah. I mean, I, for me, Mavericks is kind of second on the list to Jaws. Like that's kind of the next best thing. Um, you know, Shane came out with these V1 vests, you know, um, which pretty much kind of changed the whole aspect of big wave surfing out there, you know, inflatable vests. Um, does that, is that a game changer for you? To, is it making you feel more confident out there in the water where you're like, you know what, now I'm going to go deeper. <laughs> now I'm going to go for whatever. Or is that just natural for you anyway? Um, I mean, I think it, it, I mean, it's lifted a lot of weight off of our shoulders. And I think also like our family and people who care and know what we're doing and right. where we're positioning our lives on those big swells, it it makes them more comfortable. For me, like, bro, when you're out there, you f totally forget that thing's on you when you're paddling for a wave. When you're getting pounded, on the other hand, you definitely remember it's there. You're like, oh, where, where are we at? Yeah, where's Here's, that ring? Here's my parachute. Like, um, yeah, they're lifesavers, and I can't think – Healy had a bunch to do with those two, Healy yeah. and Shane and Greg, everyone who um, helped put those together through, I mean, Patagonia, Billabong, Quicksilver, I think everyone's Aqualung. Yeah. Uh, hats off to all those companies because what they're doing is basically just helping us come home to our families and giving us the longevity of this big wave surfing career, which might not, might not have lasted that long without them. Yeah. Now I've, you know, we were talking about Dave Wassel here a second ago and, um, he's obviously one of our good friends and, uh, he had a question for you and, and it's just pretty straight up. Who is Billy Kemper? <laughs> just straight up. Who is he? Um, Billy Kemper, 26 years old, father, love killing animals, love. So do I. Yeah. I mean, for me, people ask me what I like. I like being scared. Mm -hmm. It's probably when I make my best and worst de decisions. Like, I mean, my worst decisions end up leading to my best best times in life. Like, I mean, you end up surfing a giant day at Jaws. I mean, you'd see a, your normal 26-year-old probably be the worst decision of their life to do that because they'd probably die. But for me, that's where all the fun happens and starts. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Now, one of the things that we all have in common is, you know, you, me, Shane, Wassel, our friend Justin Lee, who's been on the podcast twice, yep. uh, Jeff Call over in Maui, Miola, Marlon, uh, Lewis, just there's a whole group of us and we're all just tight hunters and, yep. and spear fishermen <laughs> and um, we were just talking about... Uh, the first buck that you got down over in Kanayo. Yeah, yeah. there's a little spike actually. It's pretty funny. Just kind of hopped out of the hopped out of the truck and end up popping it with a 22 mag. And I mean, my my brother was always in the hunting. My brother Carl, who's still alive over on Maui, he grew up. He's super into archery as a young age, and he also loves running dogs, pig hunting, kind of the Hawaiian style yeah. of hunting. And um. God, my son's out of his mind. Here he goes chasing the iRobot. But uh, thank God it's not a centipede. Exactly. <laughs> I think we we all have this um this kind of addiction to like adrenaline. Uh -huh. It's kind of our drug and our gateway to like basically getting off on being in the mountain. It's just it's something that I think everyone has in life, but they share different 
just every, everyone's different. It's basically where you go into a flow state and you have no control of your adrenaline. Everything's being released, testosterone, and you're just like in this zone where everything's blocked out, whether for me it's shooting big fish, free diving, or being in the mountains hunting when it's just you against Mother Nature, like right. you in the wilderness, nothing around you, no phones, no no social media, no technology, just you and your bow. Have you gone hunting on the mainland yet for like elk or no, anything? No, I, I have not. Um it's that's, definitely yeah. That's cool as shit. Yeah, I mean that kind of that's like that's what's on my mind for the future. And my son's one and a half now, so I think in about a year, year and a half, I'll I'll get to go back to doing the the fun shit I did without him. So yeah, um, I'm just well, having you fun. You can get pretty scared out there because there's bears, wolves, yeah. and mountain lions. Exactly, but it all relates. I mean, to surfing jaws to shooting a big buck to shooting a big ono like it's all relatable and um it's that feeling we get overcoming the obstacle and the that situation that presents itself in about five seconds that you got to capitalize on or you lose it so right that's that that's what it's all about yeah that's you know my heart just races when I get up on an animal that's just so big and majestic and it's, it's, it's not about trophy hunting, but when you get that opportunity to get on a massive buck or a massive elk and, um, knowing that you have been able to outsmart that animal and get right there, my heart is just racing. I'm shaking with so much adrenaline after I take that shot. Dude, I can't stop shaking for like 10 minutes. There's so much adrenaline moving through me. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, for sure. It, it's, I mean, pe people always ask like, oh, it's so like relaxing and quiet and yada, yada, yada. But like I was telling my chick the other day, bro, when you're like stalking a buck and you're 20 yards from it, you can hear your heartbeat. Mm -hmm. It's that intimidating where like, that, bro, my kid's got a. I love it. He's got a sawzall. Black he's, and Decker sawzall trying to cut raspberries. <laughs> and he's a year and a half old. A year and a half old. <laughs> hey, why don't you go cut these over here? Come here. Look. Look. Go get him. Get him down there. Yeah. Oh, he's a good kid. He's a good looking kid, dude. Looks like his mom. Yeah, luckily. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> Back to that adrenaline and um, that fear. I mean, it's basically a fear you overcome that turns into adrenaline. And uh, it's crazy hunting. You're trying to be like the most quiet, stealth person in the world, mm -hmm. stalking, stalking animals. And you end up like trying to slow your breathing down because you can hear your breathing coming through your mouth or your nose where it's like you're, you hear your heart is beating so loud and it's pretty funny that that happens in such calm situations in life like now do you do you have that same thing where you can hear that your heart beating <laughs> when a 30 40 foot sets coming through at jaws yeah i think um for me surfing there's it it just goes up to like yeah, there's hunting and spearfishing where I'm highly addicted to, and it's part of my lifestyle. But surfing, I go into, it's like one step above where I just like blinders are dropped and there's nothing in the world that I can even think about or matters to me. If, but, you, if you had to give up one of those, which one would you give up and why? 
we're we're playing with a robot right now. <laughs> so if you had to give up one of those sports, okay, whether it's surfing, hunting, or spearfishing, which one would you give up and why? I'd give up my life before any of those three. That's literally <laughs> the, the bottom line. Like Good I mean, answer. I grew I grew up surfing. I learned how to surf first, but then I got my dad was a commercial fisherman. I got into fishing and diving. And uh, I started competing free diving at a young age, spear and fish. And my brother got me into hunting. And now they're just, they're not even like what I do. They're just, they're my lifestyle. It's yeah. part of my life. And like whatever comes with my life is added on to spear fishing, hunting, and surfing. And, but that it's that, it's that zone I go into. I think, like, especially out at Jaws, but I think any, any big heavy wave. It just puts you into a zone that you can't even compare to. It's fuck it. It's it's uh it's kind of unexplainable. I think NBA players can. I mean, other athletes can relate to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can only imagine playing in the Super Bowl or the World Series or fighting Conor McGregor in the fifth round of right. the championship round. Thirty seconds left. Like you know, you're winning. You're in. You have like the world's blocked out. Yeah. You're just it's you and you and what's in front of you so i think uh yeah i think that's i mean the only people that can really relate to that are other athletes or other people who have addictions like i do to to mother nature what is um one of your most memorable trips not surfing not surfing not surfing hunting or spearfishing um I don't know, man. Every time I go in the ocean, for me, it's memorable. Every time I go in the mountains, it's memorable. But, you know, I actually, I'm pretty into snowboarding, and I've had some really rad trips. Last year, I got to go to Whistler with my brother and Healy. We got a super fun last day in the powder, just like that kind of stuff. And then I did, um, actually, you know what? I did a trip over my first trip to the Big Island with Justin Lee was probably the best dive day of my life. We uh, we ran into a little rescue buoy outside the valleys and and I ended up shooting two onos. He shot like five mahis. We went into the reef and shot like ukus, moose, goatfish, everything and it was a day where like it was the dive day that you always dream of. Like, right. oh, it's going to be glassy, the water's going to be clear, blue water's going to be going off and the reefs are going to be going off. And uh it's exa- it was exactly what everything I ever dreamed of and wished of on a dive trip. And uh, that day on, kind of me and Justin just connected and we've been best friends and partners in crime for a lot of good times. Yeah. Um, he told me to ask you. Let's see. He said, ask Billy about the lifeguard ring. That's exactly what I just said. <laughs> oh, my son is oh, very he's excited. Happy. I drew him a face right here and he's just gave it some puppy ears. <laughs> yeah, that day we were, uh, we left quite high at dark with Captain Asa and headed started heading out and basically as the sun rose we uh we seen this little rescue buoy mm-hmm. like the ones you see at a pool like on the side you throw if a kid's drowning right. and Justin's like oh Asa grab that I want to take that home just as throw it, like just for fun. Grab it and Ace is like, okay, let me do a pass. And as we're circling by it, the lines went by. We had a four, all four poles laid down no flat. No way. 
me and Justin are like, we're basically half naked in the middle of suiting up because we're getting close to the dive grounds. And all four poles just lay down. We're just screaming our heads off. Me and him land four onos. Boom. We're like, holy shit. We're not grabbing that rescue buoy. We're <laughs> suiting up and we're diving it. Suit up basically like the fastest you could ever put a wetsuit on. Like you're just freaking out with adrenaline. Jump in the water. And it was the craziest ecosystem off of the tiniest buoy. I'd never seen anything like that from like a hundred, like thousands of opelu uh-huh. to thousands of baby rainbow runners to hundreds of mahi mahis and then like i took my first drop and like a 50 plus pound ono just this big old log came straight up to me plugged it biggest ono i've shot till this day and uh yeah that that was kind of that's where the day started and it ended on the reefs shooting uku so it was kind of like the dream run as far as a dive day with a good friend. Were there ahis and all that kind of stuff? No ahis, just shit tons of mahi-mahis and onos. Um, there's some nice rainbow runners. Bull mahis? Yeah, there's a couple big bulls. Nothing huge. The mahis were all between like the 15 to 25-pound range, and Justin was going nuts on the mahis. He had a couple shockers shooting onos. I, uh, I actually filmed one. I was hiding behind his back with my GoPro. And uh, I kind of just peeked up right because I could see the Ono was lined up with him. And he, I don't know. Oh, he he missed one and then he shot one that came right off. Yeah. And I landed two Onos and a Mahi and he landed like five Mahis, I think. Sick. Yeah, it was rad. It was fuck. It was like, it was exactly what you're looking for diving. My son is going he, to Yeah, he just ripped my hey, headphones out of my ears. Bad boy. Bad boy. Unplugged it. He's just like, I'm playing, man. I'm a dude. I'm a dude. Bless you. Thank you. You gonna um, train him and teach him your ways? Kinda, but I like I I watch I pay a lot of attention to a lot of basically fathers and just kind of how they raise their kids and I feel like the kids who are pushed to do something kind of burn out and lose yeah, desire for it. For where like I watch how Shane raised Jackson and he kind of just let him do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. And he came, he's such a late bloomer. You surfing. give him that opportunity. Yeah, you should present the opportunity and let them and go with it. Exactly. If they like it, they, they go. They like it. And like Shane did that with, with Jackson with surfing. Yeah. Jackson was like, I don't want to do this. I yeah. want a skateboard. Yeah. Okay, so we built him a skateboard ramp. He started getting really good at that. The next thing you know, he came back to surfing. Now he's a freak yeah He's exactly an absolute freak shane sits there on the beach now for eight hours watching him surf and filming him and uh luckily jackson gets to go to all kinds of cool places too and has a lot of good uncles like you guys yeah it's rad to see that and i've kind of i've taken a lot of notes of what shane does as far as a family man it's very inspiring and yeah, of course. I'm gonna definitely. I can't wait to where I can take this kid diving and hunting and surfing. He's already surfing with me, but um, he definitely has a has the itch for fish. It's pretty funny, man. Like he really enjoys watching like fish movies, anything like cleaning fish. Like Justin was over here cleaning some mahi mahi's about uh two or three weeks ago. My son was just in awe the whole time, and I'm I'm excited to share share my knowledge with him, and I'll definitely present all the opportunities and. If he wants to capitalize and move forward with them, then so be it. But uh, I'm not here to push him or make him into something. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, my son, Jake, um, I gave him that opportunity to surf. 
stop something he likes to do. Yeah. So I definitely didn't push him. I ask him every once in a while, hey, let's go for a surf. He's like, nah. But every once in a while he says, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. Now, what are your, you know, here we are, beginning of 2017. What are your goals, dude? What's your goals for this next year? Same as they always are. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, capitalizing on every opportunity that presents itself. Mm. I hate ending a day where like I'm looking back at something I didn't I should have done like it just that's the one thing with surfing big waves that just kills me when that perfect swell shows up and I didn't make the decisions that I should have made and I, I watch over the footage I'm like god why did I do that so oh my son just ate shit come here buddy you're fine buddy It's a, it's a look. He's not even crying anymore. It's sympathy. He's like, but, um, oh, shock. Yeah, just moving forward and basically being a good dad to him and my family. What's wrong, buddy? You want to say something? You have any trips planned? Yeah, I got a bunch of trips. Um, right now, I'm kind of just. Can we press pause on this thing? Sure. Hold on. We'll come right back to you guys nap for you yeah exactly <laughs> you're wore out yeah um i was just showing you this video on instagram where these guys were just duking it out but you were saying you used to follow this instagram thing bum yeah, fights or something some like that old bum fighting i think when instagram first came out just nonsense it's crazy what social media has done to the world and it's i mean it's hilarious some of the stuff but the other side of it it's like you really want like our kids looking up to this shit? Like right. all they, it, there's no like they don't ask you how old you are. I mean, it's just like free spirit to look at whatever the hell you want on social media. And then again, you have like athletes and ambassadors where it's so rad to kind of follow them through their dreams and what they do and how their life, like their everyday lifestyle is. But uh, yeah, there's just so many sides of social media and. I'm for it and I'm not. Right. So, and you've got people like the Jenners, you know, that spend their whole life exactly. social media. Yeah. You know, now you've got Kylie Jenner who's freaking, what, 18 years old now? You've seen her as a kid and her whole life is this <laughs> bullshit fake, fake yeah. TV show, yeah. uh, social media, just bullcrap, dude. Yeah. It's, it's just speaking of them, I was when I was in Vegas, um, their brother Brody was there with us, who's a really good friend of mine. And he like doesn't even know who his family is. Like, yeah. And he sad. seems to be the only real one right, out of the whole group. He's completely normal, man. And it, it, it's sad to see that his, like, he's bummed. You could just see it in him. Like, I mean, your family, that people just get lost in that industry and they get lost in an image that isn't them, that they are trying to fool people that they are. And I, it's inspiring for me to see somebody like him just keep it real and kind of live life normally. Right. Right. Like it's, fuck, it's badass, and I respect him for that, and it's probably why I'm really good friends with him. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a question I always ask my guests, um, and it's it's kind of an offbeat question, but have you ever had anything, like, unexplained or supernatural come across where, where it's, like, ghosts or UFOs or anything like that? Um. A lot, believe it or not, a lot of people have. Yeah, it's fuck, it's wild, you know. And we like, live in the land of heavy mana. Yeah, exactly. Hawaii's known for spirits and mana, basically the power of 
what's left us and that's still still standing and still here with us and I felt crazy shit before in my life and uh yeah I'm not somebody to like go and preach about religion or whatever happens after death or whatnot but um I've experienced some crazy shit where I feel like my brothers they're fucking with me or uh-huh. watching my uh my fiance and her um she lost her mom a few years ago and I swear to God her mom lives with her like it's crazy to see how like the little signs that we see and things that happen at certain moments in time it's it's wild and I believe it man Hawaii is a very spiritual place and I think we're um we're really lucky to call this place home but at the same time we got to be very careful and uh but has anything personally ever happened to you have you witnessed anything like last week, I I had something crazy happen to me. You know, you know the old one where you're sleeping, yeah, and somebody's, somebody's on your chest, holding you down, hold me down. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just I've had that happen to me before, where somebody's mm-hmm. holding me down and I can't move. But last week was a crazy one because they were holding. There was two people holding down each arm, <coughs> each shoulder, and it wouldn't let me go to the left, to the right, or up. But I could feel two different people holding me. Were you really drunk? No, not at all. <laughs> but I was just like, "What the hell is that, man?" I've I've kind of had a bunch of experiences. Some are in Maui, some yeah. are in Kauai. I've had ghosts jump right up into my face Damn. in Kauai. Um, I've been hunting out there. Uh, what's that area outside of uh, Kahului? The next town over Wailua or... Wailuku. Wailuku. Yeah. So I was working over there, and I've got like 2,000 acres I can hunt right there by by Maui Lani Golf Course. Yeah. And it's all burial grounds. It's so heavy because it's all sand dunes and keavis, and massive battles happen right there, right below Eo Valley. Yeah. And they would bury hundreds. Like while I was bulldozing that area... um, Skeletons. You always had to have archaeologists working uh, right next to you because every single pass, you'd pull up skeletons. Jesus. And they would find graves with hundreds of people in them. And Battlegrounds. so, yeah. So they go out to these areas beforehand and they scout them out. They put that orange fencing around them. They actually do concrete lids on them. Oh. But those are only the ones that they can find, right? Yeah. That are visible to walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm out there deer hunting one day and, and it's, it's starting to get dark. There's nobody around for forever. It's yeah. just chaotic thorns from hell and sand dunes and deer. And, uh, right before dark, I see three brothers, um, Hawaiian brothers, all in white, barefoot, walking about 15 yards away from each other, but all in the same direction, walking across through these chaotic forests. I was like, what? the hell is that and i just watched them cruise across old brothers and i was like holy shit all through the graves and everything you can see all the orange fencing going around them they're just cruising right through it and then i come back there another day and all of a sudden i see this plume of smoke same time of day right before dark plume of smoke coming up and the three brothers standing up on the hill with the smoke behind them and they're just like overlooking the whole zone. I was like, crazy. I get chicken skin from that. Holy shit. But I still hunted. Yeah. You know, that's pretty badass. I, um, 
back to winning the HSC event when I was 19. Um, so that, that was, uh, like the week before that was when Andy Irons passed away. Right. And, um, Andy was a really close friend to my brother, Eric, who passed away close to our family. The Irons family has always been close. When they'd uh, come to Maui to compete in amateur events, they'd always, Bruce and Andy would stay at my mom's house and they're like older brothers to me. And, um, I went over to Andy's funeral the day before that, the final day of the sunset event. Cause they, they basically called it off saying like, okay, this is, there's not going to run a competition on Andy Irons' funeral. So right. I went over to Kauai, went to the funeral and flew home that night. And, uh, that morning of the final day at sunset, I went to surf early in the morning and I was living directly across the street from sunset. So I went to surf and I was walking home. It's like probably seven forty-five. the contest starts at eight, like a dawn patrol session just to warm up. And, I'm walking home down our gravel driveway and it's like the sunniest day ever. Mm -hmm. And literally like I heard a thunder, like thunder roar and like literally rain, like how you hear in a movie, just like start. And I like looked up and literally within a five foot radius of myself in a cir like circular, it was raining on me. And like, I literally got the craziest chicken skin and like I, I looked up into the clouds and there was the craziest sun flares and lighting like just beaming at me. And there was raining with just five feet around me. And I, I felt on a perfectly sunny day, perfectly sunny morning. And I was just like, I couldn't even talk. I was just like locked up. But like at that moment right there, I knew something special was happening to me. And that day was like, that was the start of the day. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I just, I kind of kept that with me and um i felt it like i, I was just like holy shit like well, why is heavy why yeah. is super heavy because yeah. i was well that that was here on oahu oh that was here on Oahu. that was the morning of the event like i was going that was the oh, day oh, after oh, andy's okay. funeral yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like i i rode on my board literally i went surfing and i walked into my house after that and i was just like just like chicken skin like holy shit like i didn't even tell anyone I wrote on the board I was writing with a Sharpie. I just wrote AI, the people's champ on the bottom of that board. And uh, I wrote that board through the final and ended up winning. And um, I, I felt, I don't know if it's my brother, Andy. Combination of both. Spirits of power through Hawaii, but something hit me that morning and uh, rode with it the rest of the day. And it worked. It worked. It worked good for you. They yeah. were on your side. Maybe they were saying you were, they were raining down on the champ yeah i i headbutted my board about <laughs> halfway through the final of this year's jaws event because i couldn't get a wave to save my life like off rhythm going for waves i shouldn't be going on and i fucking headbutted my board so hard with anger with like 30 minutes left just like growling <laughs> and like i almost felt like my board hit me back like a boom and i was like oh like, <laughs> I, I, I did just headbutt like a 30 pound 12 ounce glass layered 10-4 but right. at the same time like it was like it was almost like somebody hit me back and uh i just re hit a restart button right there and that's kind of where everything fell into place what's your favorite wave right here on the north shore pipeline back door yeah yeah it's fuck it's did you get a christmas day ways. yeah i did surf christmas day opened presents with the family and ran out for my christmas present and uh i got a really good wave right uh right before dark so i was pumped that looked like it was again. barn on the best day of the year. 
Yeah, but fuck it. Big, heavy, yeah, real trade heavy winds is good. blowing. Yeah, real good, like raw pipeline. That was kind of like the opening day. I mean, there was a day earlier in, uh, I think, October, November, the beginning. But um, it's been kind of a slow year for pipe. It's been yeah. pretty shitty. Like, that wasn't by any means. Like, I remember Christmas three years ago. I, I think Kelly won Wave of the Winter that year. That, that there was like three days where it was as good as right. it gets. Right. It just hasn't had that perfection day where every set is perfect. But um, just looking at the forecast this morning, it looks like Friday is going to be going off super west, insane, big west, light southeast winds. Basically, what what you dream of on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Big Island is going to be just going off as well too. Exactly. I'm super stoked about that. Yep. And, um, that's what we need is a lot of west so i'm figuring it's going to be in that four to six foot range perfect for my old ass <laughs> limons <laughs> long bushy laughs no no more like 69s and poyos and nice. uh there's there's a lot of really good waves i once the winter time happens i stay out of town yeah. screw town yeah you know shit show shit show there are so many perfect waves that are just glassy and nobody out up yeah. north yeah i'm just it's one of my favorite places to surf. So um, we're going to wrap things up, dude. Thanks for being on the show. No worries. Those knows. Yeah, you Everyone, got it. Anyone ever has any questions, feel free to hit me up and I'll jump back on another session with Doze Knows. Yeah, you got sponsors you want to thank? Yeah, just everyone who supports me, man, whether it's sponsors, fans, friends, or family. Um, I grew up in basically disbelief that I was ever going to make it to where I am. And I just kind of took it step by step, breath by breath and day by day and got to where I'm at kind of all on my own. And everyone who's always supported and had my back and been there for me through the hard fights, hats off to them. And uh, yeah, just all my sponsors, Reef, Town and Country, uh, Ethica, Progenics, The Kind, Future. You guys know who you are. My beautiful family, friends. Where can we Party find on. you on social media? Uh, Billy Kemper. On Facebook and Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, you can find me on all of them. You got when a website? In, when in doubt, put your cowboy hat on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, right on, dude. Well, thanks for being on the show. No worries, man. Well, Have a good one. Let's get out there and, and kill something this year. Yeah, I need to taste some blood and some fear. Yeah, whether it's go to Molokai or you got to go on an elk hunt. Yeah, that's kind of, um, I'm actually gonna be. Makua going. killed it this year. Yeah, I know. You got a monster. Yeah, well, not everyone has an hour out of being out of the truck on his first day. I'm pretty sure it was in somebody's yard, fenced in. Had to have been. <laughs> <laughs> We're nah. just kidding, Makua. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that that's that's definitely on 2716's bucket list. So shooting big elks, having a good time, and getting the best way. Of yeah, because this place right here. Is perfect for for hanging up heads. I know that's what they're missing. Yeah, it's totally missing. I can see them. You know, maybe putting a bar right there, stacking them with racks. Exactly. Upside down. Yep. Oh, dude, you got to go all brought on moke style. It's coming, man. <laughs> yeah, right on, you guys. Thanks for uh, checking us out and uh, tune in next time. I'm sure I'll be back for more Doze Nose. Shoots. Thanks, everyone, and until next time, uh, who we hope. Cheers. 
Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And thanks to my sponsors for making this happen each and every week. If, if it wasn't for them, uh, you guys wouldn't be getting it because these guys are the big support that I have to bring this to you. Um, if you guys ever plan on spending some time in my backyard right here on the Big Island, your first stop should be, without a doubt, Kona Boys. They've been serving up island life and Aloha gear since 1996. They're the one-stop shop for ocean fun. They operate a legit selection of local-style activities, including historical va'a rides, paddleboard tours, um, and lessons. And they're one of the only companies permitted to do kayak tours in Kealakekua Bay. So if you need rentals for boards, bikes, boogies, or other beach goodies, Kona Boys is your spot. If you need advice from trained water people who care about your experience in the water, as well as the health and preservation of our resource right here in Hawaii, then Kona Boys is your spot. They have two stores that you can choose from. They have the Beach Shack down at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel, or they have um, the main store down in Captain Cook. Uh, they have all kinds of gear, clothing, accessories, you name it. Check them out. Um, if you're not here in Hawaii, you can go to their website at www.konaboys.com and check them out, see whatever they got. And just for listening, enter in promo code at checkout and you guys get 15% off with those nose. And same thing if you're in the store or down at the beach shack. Just tell them you heard it on Doe's Nose. They'll give you 15% off. So um, if you guys are also ever in Kona, you want to make sure you go to Kona Coffee and Tea. It's where I go every single morning to get my morning crack on. Um, I walk in there. The girls greet me with a smile. Best cup of coffee on the planet. And uh, this coffee is so insane. They grow it up on the slopes of Hualalai, and they roast it up there and bring it down fresh every single day for us to enjoy and it doesn't get any better than that. You can check them out at KonaCoffeeTea.com um, and order some of the best coffee on the planet. Maverick Sport Fishing, Captain Trevor Child. Uh, this guy specializes in uh, quarter day, half day, three quarter day, and full day charters. Uh, if you guys ever want to catch that thousand pound marlin, this is the place to do it right here in Kona. Everybody knows the best marlin fishing in the world is right here well this is one of the best boats that you could ever be on um, whether it's a marlin or just a mai mai or an ahi or whatever it is that you guys want to catch these guys can help you do it they will get you hooked up literally um, this is a beautiful boat it's air conditioned top of the line gear uh, it's, it's the only boat that I, I ride in it's the best there is so check them out, mavericksportfishingkona.com or give Captain Trevor Child a call at 808-896-7985. Hurley Clothing. Um, Bob Hurley is a good friend of mine and he started this company back in 1999. At that time, surfing was all about being cooler than the other guy and keeping it as exclusive as possible. With the launch of Hurley, Bob changed the perspective perception of what surfing can be for him it's all about positivity inclusiveness and making the absolute best product on the planet and they do with their board shorts the phantom board shorts that you see everybody wearing and a big congratulations out to john john florence just became our new world champion 
you guys badass and just won triple crown as well so um uh check them out at uh hurley.com and you don't want to miss out on any of their gear it's the best gopro gopro has been transforming the way people visually capture and share their lives what began as an idea to help athletes self-document themselves engaged in their sport gopro has become a standard for how people capture themselves engaged in their interests whatever they may be from extreme to mainstream professional to consumer gopro enables the world to capture and share its passion in the form of immersive and engaging content for more information go to gopro.com or check them out on any of the social media sites youtube twitter facebook pinterest instagram or linkedin oakley sunglasses these things are the best glasses on the planet they've just came out with a whole new prism lens line that i'm loving man they have a for fishing you know and it goes back to maverick sport fishing <laughs> they have these deep water lenses these shallow water lenses i'm telling you they they block out certain colors that help enhance you know what you're looking at in the water whether it be the fish or just looking at the corals or whatever it is these glasses are badass you definitely want to check them out go to oakley.com and get yourself a pair of the best glasses on the planet um deuce gym deuce gym these guys they're over in venice beach this is my buddy logan's gym and i'll tell you what it's the best gym on the planet these guys will take anybody off the street welcome in welcome them in as a family and uh just embrace them and it's all about it's all about you know it's not your typical club where you go in there and it's they're trying to sell you a membership you know these guys just want to help you get healthy and they'll customize a workout for you whether it's uh cardio or strength training or if you want to go even better and you want to do crossfit or strongman training they do it all there man and um and and it doesn't matter if you're eight or 80 these guys will customize the workout just for you um original nutritionals it's another one of logan's companies um these guys aren't your regular meathead supplement brand. It's just pure basic and essential food and supplements to support what they call a clean athlete lifestyle. My buddy Logan founded the company with a food first approach, working with average men and women like you and I to the best action sports stars and team sport athletes in the world. These guys know how to do it right. Head over to OriginalNutritionals.com. Grab what you need for listening. All you got to do is enter in promo code Doze nose at checkout for 15% off. That's it. It's another one. 15% off with Doze nose at checkout, and you'll get um, some of the best stuff on the planet. So, um, once again, thanks everyone for tuning in. And don't forget, you guys can find me on uh, Instagram, Dozer Dave, Facebook, Dozer Dave Barnett, Twitter, Dozer Dave Knows, and of course, my website dozenose.com don't forget to go to itunes give me a rating let everybody know how good the show is can't work without you guys helping me so um thanks everyone for tuning in and until next time uh hooey hope.